0: Full Service Radio programming is available on our website, fullserviceradio.org, and as a podcast, thanks to Simplecast. For more information, visit simplecast.com.
1: Tuning in to Full Service Radio.
2: Full Service Radio. Full
0: Service. Full Service. Full Service.
2: Full Service Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are live from Full Service Radio at the Lion Hotel in DC. If this is your first time here, you are now listening to the All the Fly Kids Show, where the cool, calm, and connected talk straight, no chaser. I'm your host, Geronimo Nose, urban culture and lifestyle enthusiast, reformed blogger turned full-time interviewer, and I got my co-host, super engineer, Backpack Matt, in the building. What's
1: up? What's going on? How you feeling today? I'm good, man. It's good to be back in the seat, man. I miss it.
2: <laughs> it's always good to have Fucking you Fucking
1: jury duty. You know hey, man,
2: I mean? you're doing your civic duty, yeah, man. You it was interesting. You could have saved a life. Yeah. Well,
1: we'll talk about the case after the show, but I didn't want to be a part of that.
2: Okay. <laughs> and I, feel, I feel that. I chose
1: my civic duty to... <laughs> To back out on that one.
2: But, yeah. Oh, tell everybody where they can uh, where they can find us, bro.
1: You can literally find us everywhere now. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on Castbox FM, Google Play Music, Mixcloud, of course, Overcast FM, Pocket Cast, uh, Simple cast Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Right here at the Line Hotel, courtesy of Full Service Radio. Shout out to Jack Insley. Flex man, bomb you, on had that you had that one locked. Absolutely, man. I've been reading yeah. the tweets, man. I just read them off. Now. Yeah, man. Your RSS
2: feed uh, gets picked up by a lot of these different uh, podcast sites now. I learned so. Um, I didn't even have to submit. Oh, the, the, just the, it's so it just, it's just there. I just looked them up. I searched the name. I was like, oh, we everywhere, oh, and we're actually on Spotify. That's lit. Th- that is the. Um, I got to th- <laughs> We got to thank you for that, yeah. Jack. Uh-huh. <laughs> All those
1: times I retroact, I said in the past that we was on Spotify. We wasn't. Now we're good for it. Now you're good. I now think we probably
2: were on Spotify back then.
1: Who knows, man.
2: Any, either okay. way, uh, just make sure that, like Matt said, you know, you rate, comment, subscribe, on any of those um, platforms, um, lots of content from the audio and the video side coming your way.
1: Hey, make sure y'all follow us on Instagram, bro. We close to a thousand followers. Come on. Yes.
2: Now. Yes. We um, give just, us that. Yes. We're trying to hit four figures. I mean, you know, forget that 10,000 market start putting uh, links in the, uh, in the IG stories. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah. Start selling waist trainers and shit. Oh, you know? uh,
2: yeah. Okay. All right. So, um, just one quick announcement before we get into today's show, which is a little bit of a pivot, but you know, um, you got to be able to do that sometimes in life, but, um, Wednesday, June 27th at 6.30, we're back at WeWork Apollo in D.C.'s Atlas District with all the Fly Kids Live, the Power Player Series, and tomorrow night, Friends of the Podcast, Child and Jazz, along with Downtown D.C. Bid, are back for week three of the Can I Kick It Outdoor Film Series at the legendary Freedom Plaza in Downtown D.C. This week's feature film is Eddie Murphy's The Golden Child. So um, if y'all are familiar with that, y'all might want to go see that. Um, it's going to have a score. Of a lot of different hip hop records from back in the day, as well as some R and B records too. That's all courtesy of DJ Two Tone Jones. He's going to be handling that score. Show starts at eight thirty. Get make sure you get there early for the pregame DJ vibes and the free popcorn. Which you can find out by all these events at alltheflykids.com. dot com. All right, yeah, so
1: I will be in attendance too. So I'm looking forward to it. On oh, Thursday. going to shout? Yep.
2: Okay. I, I'm I, pulling up. I was I was there last week um for um Rumble in the Bronx, which I had never seen. and That's like. This movie is corny as hell. <laughs> I'm really glad Jackie Chan made better movies going forward cuz yeah, uh you you know what I mean? It's it's really corny. It's all really right. bad. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, anyway, um all right, cool. So boom. This is episode 77. Uh I don't have a name for this one cuz as I said the original name um the guest yeah Shit happens. But we're still here, so we're going to talk. And there's a lot that we could talk yeah, shit about. Shit
0: happens might be the title for it. Shit happens, yeah. Like okay, that.
2: boom. Shit happens. So episode 77, this is the Shit Happens episode with myself, Geronimo Nose, and Backpack Matt. And yeah. we're going to be talking about uh, the, the 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 topics of the weekend, um, the past week, all under the urban culture and lifestyle umbrella. So I'm going to let Matt kick that off because, um, you know, we're supposed to be doing a what is it? Uh, Twitter hits anyway.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm on Twitter right now. Let's start off with. OK, cool. With the annual uh, news announcement that tends to piss a lot of people off. What would you
2: guess that being? Um, Just glancing over to your phone. Is it the double uh, XL freshman vision list? is
1: amazing? Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. And I, I actually need a new prescription. So that's pretty good. Um, yeah. Double XL freshman list. People are always angry about that.
1: How do you feel about it? I mean, are you kind of removed from it at this point? Yes, like, I am.
2: Yeah. I, I don't even know who. The last time I really paid attention to it, um, like really paid attention to I I'm not even going to front. It's <laughs> back when, when it was like, uh, it was it Drake and Cuddy? Oh, and that all,
1: wasn't even, was that even the official one?
2: Oh, that wasn't even official? One? I think,
1: what was it? Uh, Yeah, it was like Wale. Yeah, all them guys. Cuddy, Currency. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And, and,
2: but at that time, that's when I was really heavily, into just like following a lot of rap blogs and things like that you yeah. know and when what they call it blog rap like when all that shit was popping you know i was really into that but i don't even know who's on the list this year
1: yeah i mean i mean i'm not gonna list people off i mean it's not far
0: i mean if, it, for i'm, I'm curious no, come on try i want to know right. I, right, might, cool. I might know some people
1: all right it, it looks like it's they keep switching it up it's lil pump okay i know him yeah, heard of that smoke perk
2: i don't know yeah i know that uh
1: know. funeral who what the Wi-Fi's funeral, whatever, I forget. Um, you got JID, J-I-D. Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pull up this list, man. It's, it's interesting. Oh, I got it here, too. I see.
0: Steflon Steph Don? Don. Okay, That's I, London,
2: okay. I, I know Steflon Don.
0: Block Boy JB? I know okay. Block
2: Boy JB. So you're doing all right.
0: YBN Namir?
1: I get that, too.
2: I don't know that YBN. There's a bunch of YBNs out here. Triple Ski Red, Mask. yeah, Ski, yeah.
1: Mass. Ski Master, Slump Slump God, Trippy Red.
2: Okay, Trippy Red. Mind you, red. these are all people who's... All right. I only know. I've only can. I can actually probably. Say I've only heard Black Boy JB's music. The the names I'm familiar with would actually being able to say like, oh yeah, that song. I I can't I can't do that.
1: I wonder what relevance it it has besides like the typical Twitter discourse where like they get it wrong every single year. But like I wonder what the strategy is behind it at this point because I used to still watch it because they would drop the freestyles afterwards yeah, and the yeah, cyphers yeah. and shit like that. And that's hip hop, so you know of course I'm a vibe with it. But now it's just like I'm not really even interested in. And those elements of the release and the announcement, you know.
2: Well, it's a it's. Think about it too, though. Think about when you, for whoever the, the the target audience is for these rappers. So I'm guessing like you know teenagers. Yeah. You know, I can think back to when I was a teenager. You know, in the magazines I'd read, Vibe, The Source, um and then later on Double XL. All the artists that were featured in those um, in those magazines people i knew in their late 20s and 30s and older they didn't know who those artists were right yeah you know what mm-hmm. i mean they had no idea so i i think it's relevant to that demographic you know teenagers um early 20s that right. whole demographic right
1: yeah i mean I, I still listen to a lot of these artists like like i'd say probably eight of the ten on a list mm. i have you know on my play, on a playlist somewhere on my on my phone yeah. you know I hear Stefan Don on the radio all the time, so I see that's kind of going to be her lane. But, you know, I wonder just for the simple fact that they're stamped by Double XL, like, I wonder what what weight that even holds anymore. You know what I mean? Like, magazines at this point, Mm -hmm. you know? It's not like Complex. Complex was able to kind of pivot away from the the magazine early and go straight digital platform. Yeah. But it's interesting that Double XL. They have elements of it, but mm-hmm. they weren't. They're like the blockbuster. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, they still were around a little bit longer, but they just weren't able to kind of make that jump. Yeah, absolutely. Strategically,
2: um, I wish someone like, uh, actually not someone. I wish uh, Rico Nasty was on that list.
1: I was. I was actually going to bring her up because she made it. She had like a. She was on the fader, right? She yeah, she her, was. She had on, her own cover on the she, fader. She had a,
2: a cover on the fader, um, and it was funny. I was. I was. Um, with my best friend the other day and i was telling i was like yeah man you know i was telling people when i first learned of rico nasty when i first learned of her is when i first saw her perform at this event at blind wine like two years ago okay and me and um one of my other homegirls, uh karma kush shout out karma kush right. um i went down there with her she's more familiar with um a lot of the um the artists the uh, the rappers from the area than i am these days um but She's like, yeah, Rico Nasty. I'm like, Rico Nasty? What? what who? What? I'm thinking there's a dude. Right, yeah. You know? So I see her come out, and that's when I got my, my first introduction to Sugar Trap. Yeah. and just that whole sound, that vibe. I was mm. like, okay, cutesy gangster girl rap. Okay. I, I can, I can dig like
1: it. It's like PG... PG County girl rap, basically.
2: Inside the beltway. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't I don't got nobody from Bowie or Upper Marlboro nah, 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 rapping nah, nah. about this type of stuff.
1: I mean, I mean the first video I saw of her, it was, uh, her was like, a her okay. with like cuta fools in a video dancing with the gun and all that shit. So real DMV clean or something. Yeah, R- yeah. Real yeah,
2: DMV-ish, okay, okay. But when I saw her, I was like, okay, then I looked her up, I heard some more of her music, and I was like, oh yeah, she's next one to to to, to make it up out of here. Absolutely. And sure enough. Here we Here are. Here we are. And you you know, know,
1: her album just dropped, too, on yes. Friday. Yes, I enjoyed it, you know, for what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think I'm starting to realize, like, I can't really, I got to re-evaluate how I judge music now. Yes. You know what I mean? Because the gates have been blown off. Yes. You know what I mean? And we'll get to that discussion, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit more elaborately down the road. But, you know, now it's like, you know, I, I, I talked to my brother. He's like 19 years old college freshman and all that just to get his perspective to make sure that i don't get old and i don't get old ears Mm. and you know like you take like a playboy cardi out um cardi album you take like a rico nasty album it's not traditional hip-hop yeah it takes elements from rock you know Mm -hmm. they they actually try to be super you know rock stars in a different type of sense more grunge punk you know little uzi yeah they're taking those elements so it's like i can't just judge it based off of hip-hop attributes anymore
2: but what I appreciate about a lot of these younger artists is that they, the way that they pay homage to um, 90s rap in particular um, mm. and rappers and the style and everything, I, I, I really appreciate that. It's like they really did yeah. their homework on just the look and the sound and the vibe of that. You know what I mean? Well, I they look,
1: probably just really grew up on that shit. You know what well, I'm saying?
2: Well, true. Well, like, true,
1: too. Um, their moms and dads were like at that age right?
2: Right, some of them, you know, their parents might be my age. You right. know what I True. mean. Yeah. And, and and um, like even thinking about somebody like Odd Mojo, right. you know, when yes. I first met her, I was just like, I was really impressed. Yeah. Just you know, like her knowledge of hip hop and yeah. just like old school hip hop, which is definitely deemed old school now. Right. But I was going to say that what I really liked about this um the record that I really like and it's one they're playing on the radio now from uh, Rico Nasty's album is her um her flip of a uh, Nori oh, Nori's
1: Super yeah. the
2: Super yeah, Thug yeah. flip. That don't Go I was yeah, like yeah. And she really Really handled it well You know right. what I mean it, it, She made it her own But it was still She she, she definitely Rode the beat well Like I loved it Right You know yeah. I, I would play that record
1: All the time I mean you look at Ski Master Slump God He you know was Working with Timberland mm. He's working with Busta Rhymes Yeah He flipped you know A Missy song You know okay. what I mean And it's just like I, I I, love that Because that's what I grew up on But yeah. you know I'm in that age range Where I could be like These niggas like Older brother You yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah but I mean also it's like you go back to Rico Nasty, the DMV. You know, Rico just announced that she signed to Atlantic. We're seeing a lot of DMV artists. It's starting to bubble. It's, the thing is yeah. beyond bubble at this point. What would you what would you classify it in terms of like the groundswell of, of musical artists coming out of this area?
2: Well, so I don't I don't know if I could give it a name. I do know that there are some people who are still talking about um I remember uh a few weeks ago maybe a couple of weeks ago um uh malcolm xavier dj dj malcolm, malcolm xavier, yeah um he was talking about joy on club yes joy club dc uh he was taught talk- over there cloak and dagger on u street mm-hmm. um he was talking about how the industry is looking at dc but don't really know who to who to, who to pick or who to go for this then the third and i told him straight i was like look man what needs to happen is and i talked about this on a, on a previous episode um more people who want who no more people need from this area need to be in non-performance positions yes working in the industry. Right. You know what I mean? Could elaborate though. So meaning cool. basically they need to be working in the offices. Right. You know what I mean? So I know I know a couple people from here who are ANRs. Um I know people who, you know, work in different marketing positions, things like that, but there's just a small few. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um if you're waiting for somebody to set up shop in DC don't hold your breath mm. <laughs> as far as a, a, a label office opening up here nah. but you know what i mean that mean that might mean you have to move yeah. you know what i mean but you can still have that connection you know what i mean i look at somebody say like a, um like our girl, Brianna Younger, you yeah. know what I mean? She was here for almost 10 years, you know what I mean? And um, she's still, even though she's in New York now, um, she's still very in tune with the music scene here, right. you know? And that in itself is a way that that connection can be right. can be um, provided.
1: Expanded. Yeah. yeah,
2: you know what I mean? So that's what needs to happen. Um, but I can't really give it a name, you know I mean? If, if it's bubbling, we go with bubbling? Yeah, it's bubbling, you know? So
1: you, when you say offices, do you mean that generally it's just people behind the lens or behind, you know, not in the booth you know yes
2: not in the booth non-performance positions okay you know you you're 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 pushing emails and papers and and you know you're you're the representative you know you're advocating for the artists things like that you're making the decisions whether it's on the straight-up business side overall or for that particular artist
1: one thing i've seen on twitter a lot from a few of these artists is that they see they recognize the need for PR and marketing, mm. but they also recognize how expensive it is. Yes. And it just doesn't match up the starving artist, you know, who's, you know, trying to get by with nickels and dimes in certain situations, still working jobs, traveling, torn, mm. you know, but still trying to like earn revenue yeah. and not being able to afford a PR person who's charging like X thousand or X hundred an hour or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even know the rates, but
2: it's, it's, you know that we're
1: a little r- bit more r- than
2: roughly, Um, it's like uh, people may do, on the low end yeah. on the low end you're talking maybe for a good for a good publicist that's that's connected um maybe about fifteen hundred a month mm. you know what I mean that's for them to do everything
1: and what is everything everything
2: is make sure like your 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 online bio profiles all that's good you know um, if you're looking to be um to you know for, for placements in terms of making appearances and things like that they're taking care of that they're leveraging those connections that they have to make sure you're you're in the right places you're getting played um whether that's in you know media outlets mm-hmm. or actual physical appearances right you know what i mean um those type of things and if you have music out they're working your records whether it's a single or a whole album or mixtape you know they're working your records to make sure that you're not only getting interviews but these different media outlets, um, whether it's a blog, whether it's a, 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 podcast. a podcast, whether it's a, um, a, 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 a news site, whatever the case may be, they're making sure that your record, your music is being talked about.
1: Advocating for you for real. Right.
2: And it wants you to, to work with them for at least three months.
1: Jack, I know you, you spent a lot of time in New York. So, you know, just speaking on that, just knowing what that infrastructure and that industry is like up there. What kind of things are you seeing in, in this area that are working? and what things do you kind of see that might need a little Ooh, see i haven't been in
0: new york in such a long time though i'm like almost two years here now word, <laughs> word, word. i don't know man it's tough I, I i don't i don't feel on the pulse anymore okay. um I'm, I'm i'm in this like radio rabbit hole but <laughs> but you know luckily we have alexia in the studio right now shout out to alexia yes, yes
2: jack has an intern <laughs>
0: Yes, we all do. Full service radio intern Alexia Brown in, word, here, in, word, the, word. in the building. She'll be holding it down on Mondays um, shortly. So that's exciting. So, yeah, maybe I'll get back out there and back on the pulse of these industries. <laughs> that's, real. that's
1: real. But, yeah, just talking about infrastructure, there's been conversations, not just within this area, but just in general, with this shift from the blog era mm-hmm. to the streaming era Yeah. of are there any gatekeepers anymore in the industry? And for one, I think we need to define what the hell is a gatekeeper. Okay. So,
2: because there's always going to be gatekeepers.
1: Right. So, w- what would you define the gatekeepers in like the uh, mid 2000s era? Like when you, you were out here moving around, it was really. Gateca- out all gatekeepers the time. In, in this area? Yeah. What, is, what, what would you define you as a gatekeeper um, in this area? For
2: somebody who had aspirations, rap aspirations, um, gatekeepers at that time, there really weren't any. Mm. Were they the bloggers,
0: though? Right? Like, I think for me, like, New York, that's what well, it was. Okay, it was okay. Like, you well, okay, okay, because
2: I'm thinking about gatekeeper. because you're talking about the gatekeepers who existed in D.C. Both. This. Macro okay. and micro. Okay, so on a macro level, yes, there definitely were gatekeepers. So, you know, a lot of people wanted to get on these rap blogs. So, you know, I knew, I knew plenty of people always talking about, like, yeah, hey, I'm trying to get on Two Dope, Two Dope Boys. Boys or, you, you know, that was that was one. Um, what you was, heard that new. You uh, heard that new low-key. Uh, um, what else? Uh, who else? Um, not Right. Nah, right. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Oh,
1: the yeah, whole new music cartel—that was the thing. This all, info,
2: all so of that, like, and so it—you took it initially, and mind you, by the time on Smash, the t- the name blog rap became a thing. These blogs had already been existence in existence for three to five years. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Let alone whatever um, work they had been doing within the music industry prior to even starting a blog right. you know what i mean yeah. so um those 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 became the gatekeepers by the time blog rap became a thing right. you know they were already gatekeepers you had to you had to know somebody you had to be connected to them in some like directly
1: and blog rap was what like mickey fax yes mickey uh, fax <laughs> uh wale, wale charles hamilton charles that hamilton whole, yes that whole wave yeah
2: yeah that that whole wave and um I think, yeah, but at that time it would just be the bloggers. Um, a lot of people were really trying to get on blogs. Like I knew people who wanted me to help them with their music, like careers. I didn't really know what they wanted me to do, but I was like, you know, I know some stuff. Right. So, um, but they were like, yeah, man, try to get on the blogs, this, that, and the third. I was like, well, I don't have that type of pool. Yeah. I know people who do, and one thing I would say is there are some there were some guys that I did work with who had the funds to afford. Publicists, yeah, and paying for placements and shit things like, like that. that. But I think
1: like D. Omen going on that. that yeah. that's a DMV.
2: Well, yeah, and he's but he's in New York now. Yeah, he's in New York now. He's 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 been up there for quite some yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, they had the money to pay for these things. They just this is what the thing is. I think if people just don't understand what the the or don't know how quickly they'll be able to see a return on that investment, right? They won't spend the money on. Yeah, you know, um, shaky. That's business principles and. Even but then you would see them do things like go jump out there and um, pay somebody like you know the on the low end mm-hmm. you'd pay somebody like a Karen Civil fifteen hundred dollars to do something for you and that's you're really not getting much from her for nah. fifteen hundred dollars where you could have paid somebody that wasn't as well known as her you know who is just as connected, that same amount of money and gotten way more for your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So again, that name recognition, I think threw a lot of people off and just again, not really understanding how the benefits of publicity, public relations and marketing and things like that, right. you know, product placement, all of that type of stuff. You know, I've seen people do things like, yeah, um, they'll all of a sudden partner with brands. I'm just like, this brand has absolutely nothing to do with who you are. You don't even smoke weed. Why are you promoting a brand that has anything to do with marijuana? You know, I seen stuff like that, but um
1: trying to get it back.
2: Yeah, so be those were but those were things that were happening because they couldn't get around these gatekeepers themselves. Okay. You know, you know I've had to advise people like, "Look, you can't press these people out, man. They call the police on you." Right. <laughs> right. You know, you got to you got to you got to go about it a different way. But again, like I said, I've say the bloggers were the, were the were the gatekeepers at the time.
1: Okay. So yeah. it's like I so it's safe to say we can define gatekeepers as people who may or may not have access to a set a pool or set of resources that you currently do not yeah. yes. have. Yes, I think so, too. Okay. Right. Regardless of what that looks like. Yes. So in 2018, with streams and, you know, you can, you know, record everything off your MacBook and put it out to the public now mm-hmm. without, you know, jumping the hoops without having to go on a blog. You can go just direct to your fans. Yeah. Is there such thing as a gatekeeper? Yeah. For sure. You know who it
0: is? Ooh. It's the people that make the, cure, the curated playlists. The playlists. Okay. I can tell you firsthand, because the record I did with Odetta Hartman, um, we, we did it independently. Mm-hmm. We got signed to a little label in Brooklyn, right? A mm-hmm. little label. It was like a limited edition release. Mm-hmm. They do digital distro. Nice. And then Red Eye distribu- di- uh, Distribution, who they worked with, they had a plug at Spotify. Ah. Spotify put one of the tunes on like a badass Americana, whatever, whatever. Okay. okay four million streams later wow right okay so uh, you look at that from the outside and you think well you damn you must have really been hustling in the streets and really building your fan base and playing a lot of shows Mm -hmm. no that like 85 percent of that came from the spotify curated playlists Mm. wow so and they're invisible gatekeepers that's the crazy thing yeah like you don't really know who what algorithm what person who at spotify puts you on the discover weekly if you end up on that discover weekly that's
1: it you're it yeah yeah, I mean, Carl, I know, Carl Cherry was at. Is he still at Apple? He's moved around. Um, he was one who was curating the hip hop playlists at, at Apple. Okay, I think he moved to Spotify, and then uh, Tuma Basa. You know, he's been in the game for a while. Mm-hmm. He he. It was also like a carousel. He was curating the Spotify one but i think he's moved over to youtube or something like that so yeah i think that's a great point
2: like and i'm really curious to see what's going to happen with youtube since uh leo cohen's over there heading youtube music and they're really doing pushing to get people to subscribe to youtube music like pay for the subscriptions and things like that um could the curated playlist thing uh, conjunction with vivo you know what Uh, that's going to end up looking like and i had no I, i actually never really put any thought into how they came up with these curated playlists i just figured. Much like what I know happens at Apple Music, they've got people who spend eight plus hours every day figuring out okay, this is who's going to go on the playlist right. for this week or this month, you know. Yeah. Um, and me not know- necessarily knowing who certain artists are because i so I I use title and I look at um like the what is it called um. They got the Thorough playlist. Keep it w- Thorough joint. The, um, and that used
1: to be a Rap Radar Elliot Wilson playlist. Let me go over to my collection. But yeah, yeah, I will say um, I, one thing I have realized is I'll, I'll, follow tw- I'll be on Twitter a lot. And I don't just follow like, my friends who are very active and you know super popular. I pay attention to like some of my friends from college and high school who just live like quote unquote regular ass lives, which is fine. And they'll say, like, look, I'm not trying to sift through all this music. And I think that's, that's why, you know, people who curate official playlists are the gatekeepers now is because with this influx of so much music coming out every yes. single day. It's like, dude, just give me a couple reliable playlists that I, I can subscribe to and make it easy for me.
2: So the two hip hop playlists um, that I was thinking about on title are uh, title, rising hip hop and thorough. Right. You know, those are two thorough is uh, more comprehensive. Yeah, title, yeah. rising hip hop is exactly what it sounds like. Right. You know, just a, like a, a lot a of lils uh probably Little babies all that and you know I'll, I'll go I'll go let it play you know see what's what yeah, see, absolutely. see what I hear absolutely. then after a while, I'm like, okay I had enough yeah. <laughs> but okay so now the so now the curated playlist the people who who control that those are the gatekeepers now so if you are a person who doesn't have a gimmick going you know if you are not Takashi 69 yeah you know what I mean but your music is still just as entertaining Mm -hmm. um how does one get around that that's that's what i would like to know how does that how does that person get recognized
1: you know i've especially with uh i think it was trippy red and xxx Tentacion. you start to see uh, and boom gang Mm -hmm. right who wasn't even a rapper at first. He was just doing viral videos and stuff. Okay, they're not signing deals with record labels as much anymore. They're signing directly to social media management labels.
2: And social media new, management add, labels. Okay, that's that's the new, that's the that's new the, thing. That's okay. a new comprehensive thing. because
1: okay. going back to the Takashi Six Nine, you know, point that you made, mm. all attention at this point generates revenue it generates clicks it generates views regardless of how you feel about it right right right. so if you don't conquer the social media landscape first none of this other shit really matters like the good music isn't isn't like rising to the top anymore you know what i mean because you got to get yourself out there and have so much charisma you know what i mean so i think that's going to be something to, to look into a little bit more it's like what role will you know with these old standing kind of record labels What role will they play in the future When social media management and kind of new Incarnations Of that's the to, same kind of principles are manifesting themselves
2: That's now? going to be a department inside of these Labels um, and there's going to be That some, would be the smart move There's going to be some kind of um, uh, What is some type of merging there of the minds In the same way that you've got uh, Who is it uh, Time Warner and um, who they just it was at and time yeah. Warner You know which is going to be crazy Um Something like that Yeah I mean it's the Cause it's the only way That labels are gonna Be able to remain relevant And make money Right You know um, So okay Alright Interesting
1: Since we're on Platforms and distribution I wanna keep it going There was this like it was this article That I read last week um, That my boy sent, Wes sent to me Shout out to Wes About how Apple Music Is doing like um, Like skipping over Getting rid of the middleman Of the record labels As a plug mm-hmm. And creating a structured uh, Independent deals with indie artists. Okay. Where I think they split, you know, uh, like some type of revenue split that is more favorable than you get by going through a record label and then to like a distribution platform. Okay. So do you feel like these distribution giants like Spotify, Tidal, and Apple will be the doom of the record label? Like,
2: <sighs> um,
1: And actually, let me pause that. Jack, you mentioned that you signed a distribution deal. Right In well, no, dis- it was a record deal, oh it was we a, sh- had a
0: we had a traditional record deal, but the see the record label then was the gatekeeper to the distributor, right because i couldn't I couldn't negotiate directly with a distributor, right, um or at least I didn't know at the time, like I don't know, maybe if I was doing it again now I might just try to hit up red eye directly yeah. but i'm not sure that they work with individual artists i think they're looking to work more with labels so there's like layers ah. layers of these kind of but then it, it really just becomes a thing where like how many people are taking a slice of that pie right um
2: well i, I know back when i was an audio engineering school the, 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 the saying was that nobody knew who the distributors were so i don't know if that's still a thing
1: right I, <laughs> but i used to clearly be able to understand what this Distributors did You know because Right you know what you, did, you know what they did It was tangible, tangible Nobody just knew Who they were Right it was <laughs> tangible Things that they created And distributed to stores And you know Inventory and all of that But hmm. like now In the world of streaming Like you know It's just interesting to me Like these industries And these giants That were built on Physical media Yeah How are they gonna still You know last yeah. 10 And Red
0: Eye, I just visited their um, their facilities. Like they're still pressing vinyl. They're still vinyl sells way better than CDs right now. They're still making CDs, but like you. Any artist can sign up to TuneCore, to any of these services that are distributors that say, we'll get your shit on Apple Music, it'll get on Spotify, it'll get on Tidal, blah, 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 blah. What the bigger distributors like Red Eye offer, in addition to pressing vinyl and all that, is I think they're the ones with the plugs. Mm-hmm. Like they have the email to the person at Spotify that's going to get you on that playlist. Right. Yeah. So it's not even like, can they get the product to the store digitally? It's like, <laughs> yeah, what, how, how plugged are they? And and what kind of placement do you get on those things? Right. Are are you a featured new artist? What does your profile look like? Are you auto playing on YouTube after whatever other video comes on? That's probably the model for the YouTube Music thing, right? Like yeah. probably because I'm sure they can they can push an artist just by making that play automatically after the new Jay and Beyonce. What plays next?
2: So I mean, yeah, what does play next after that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Speaking of which, uh, one of a uh, what? How many? How many things came out? How many uh, uh, releases came out this weekend? Whew. A lot.
1: Uh, let's list them all. In
2: in the world of, of rap.
1: Well, just in, oh yeah, in this month so far.
2: Okay, the month so
1: far, past thirty days. You got you got yay. You got Kids See Ghost. You got J Rock. You got Nas. You got Jay and Beyonce. You got Black Thought. Nah, that's right. Uh, and then the week before that in May, you got Pusha T. So just the past four weeks mm-hmm. in general have been crazy. And I think, oh, and there's other stuff that has dropped as well. Like ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky Did the Superfly great. soundtrack come out yet? Yeah. yeah that's that's actually did? a really good soundtrack. I didn't listen to that yet. I, I enjoyed it a lot, actually.
2: Rico Nasty. Right? Rico Nasty just um, dropped. T. Grizzly uh, came out with an album. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and then T- I guess next week is
0: is the end of uh, the good music thing, right? We got Tiana, Tiana and... Uh, I don't know what else. When is Drake
2: album coming out? 29th. 29th. That's how we end the month. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, yeah.
1: Is this one of the the greatest months in music history or hip hop history with these releases?
0: Modern maybe, but man, there were some heavy months back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. You get like four no limit albums in the same month.
2: <laughs> you might get four no limit albums in the same, same week. day. By the way, I want
0: to go on record as saying I think Tiana Taylor is going to be the sleeper hit of the whole series. I think I, it's going to be five, her last five album. I hope or, so. Her
2: last album was the sleeper hit. Yeah, it the, the way that kind of just came and went. I am like, this is a really good album. <laughs> I hope yeah. so.
0: Yeah, it's going to be good. You know. Um, yeah. It, none of these two. None of these records that Ye put out had tracks for the club that's a fact and yeah. i think hers is gonna be the one where it's like oh shit right i hope i don't know we'll see
2: that'll be good it's been a minute since we've heard a, a, a kanye west produced record in the club really though right yeah it's it's definitely been a minute you know not that no we haven't i don't even go to clubs like i used to but i know i i haven't heard a record yeah no
0: like father stretched
1: my yeah, hands yeah i was gonna say that's father about. stretch yeah. my hands maybe if a, if a dj oh that goes that. yeah if you play yeah. at the right time yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: absolutely but other than that, I mean, I, it's funny. I was just at Bonnaroo with all the with the squad, the full service squad, and I saw some DJ trying to play that uh, that tweaking tweaking of that two C B. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> the, I didn't, yikes, yikes didn't, yeah, yikes, yikes is right. Yikes. It, didn't, <laughs> yeah. it didn't really work.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know. Um, so here's my thoughts. I just give my quick thoughts on 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 the the ones that I've listened to. Um, I actually need to go and listen to J Rock again. But I, what I will say about it is what I always say about most West Coast records when I hear them is that West Coast just does a really good job on staying on brand with yeah. the sound and everything. You don't hear a lot of goofy shit coming from them, you know, the West Coast rappers. Um with the, the exception of the ones that are kind of goofy the west coast but,
1: is like the marvel universe of music it's just like everything <laughs>
2: every this. it's just like it's always you know you know you hear those those west coast influ you hear that west coast influence even in the even in the records that are more trap sounding yeah you still hear that influence um the the subject matter isn't too crazy you know in terms of just like you, it's it's still a very still on street codes yeah you know what i mean i don't know if like the whole gang culture out there has something to do with it with that or or what i don't know but i'm just like man because i even i listened to um snoop's record that came out with last year and i was just like this is actually still good you know it's still good i I, this is something i could go revisit later on
1: and even like i mean just not even realizing how diverse and sound they are because like tyler the creator that's that's Cali, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... And it all still fits in very well. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, you could have a song with Tyler and Kendrick. You could have a song with Tyler and J-Rock. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You could have a song with YG. You know what I'm saying? And, and Schoolboy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like... And they all kind of stand alone on their own as, like, really dope artists with their own individual sounds. Yes. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like this whole world that they're painting mm-hmm. that we just buy into it. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I appreciate about it.
2: Absolutely. And, you know... um. So that's what I appreciate about J Rock's album. Um, I was listening to it while I was busy doing other stuff, so I didn't give it. I didn't give it the uh, the fairest you know. of listens. But I what I what I took from it, I did enjoy enough to go back and listen. And the name of the album is called Redemption. Yes, you know, and
1: I'm I'm happy for him. You know what I'm saying? Because I I was rooting for J Rock for a very long time. You know, like I wanted to see him win in the Strange Music deal mm. when he was you know with Tech Nine and all that. And I was like, hmm, TDE Tech Nine Tech Nine is a monster with like independent. Success, you know, touring, distribution, sales, merchandise. Like, if you talk about Master P, you got respect Tech Nine in the same. Craft absolutely. When you talk about hip hop entrepreneurs, for absolutely. Real. So I'm like, all right, you know, J Rock's a little different. He would work well in that scenario, but mm-hmm. you know, shit doesn't work out all the time. So to see him finally release a project that gets the attention it deserves, mm-hmm. for King's Dead to kind of be tied to him as a record before the album drops. Yes, that's what he needed. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that, but now I'm like, all right, this is. This is there's a lot more eyeballs on this album than before. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as Nasir goes, Nas is a album that just came out on Friday. Um it was underwhelming for me. Oh man. <laughs> it was underwhelming. <laughs> and, you know, as a as a Nas fan, you know, I I, I I listened to that on YouTube because they couldn't they didn't upload it onto the, the streaming sites till later. Um I listened to it on YouTube, like I just let it play. I ran the babe out a good four or five times. So I was like, oh. I just I wanna make sure I get everything before I give my 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 review and I was just like, Okay, I like three songs. Um, on the, on the album, it felt like I was listening to a shorter version of Streets Disciple. Okay, it's um, a know, good analogy. When people were talking about he back on his ill mad. I was like, y'all can't be real Nas nah. fans. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> y'all can't be real Nas fans. Nah. Y'all just can't be. Um, it's, like I said, the first album, I thought of like Streets Disciple because even with Streets Disciple, as I was telling Jack earlier, you know, of the double disc, like just make me a, maybe a good seven songs that I really right. like across yeah. both. Um, I do wish that, and yes, Nas is notorious for just picking okay beats at best. Um,
1: but this was supposed to be the one because it was
2: Kanye West, right? And because and, it was seven songs, and, right? I, and I and I think and I think Kanye really—they both let us down. They both let us down. The, the subject matter, you know. I thought the beats were better I, than the
1: bars. Yeah, I think I mean because like songs like the the name of this album is Nasir. Yes. Right, and I, I like songs like "Cop Shot the Kid." Like, yes. I felt that you know what I'm saying I'm like yes like when I heard that as a second song on I'm, I'm like alright I see where this is going and then you know, you know White Label was cool Bonjour I, I fuck with that vibe and then it just kind of was like it kind of got kanye out a little bit to me. Mm. too much for me you know what I'm saying like I, I'm not really sure it makes me think about these seven track releases are they for everybody you know what I'm saying like cause a lot of these seven well, track albums how much albums,
0: worse would it have been if it was 15 that's songs a, that's, that's a,
1: a fact one. that's a fact
2: again Streets Disciple Two uh, double disc, seven songs. <laughs> We're good. <That's> real. <laughs> the question
0: to me is: Is Nas relevant? Like that? Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. it just to me the weight of the words did, it just fell flat. Like I didn't, right. I didn't care. I, w-
2: I wonder if he's just. Um, I That's wonder. I point. wonder if he's having the same moment that, uh, and we could talk about um, Jay Z and Beyonce's "Everything Is Love" after this. But um, I wonder if he's just in the same moment that. Uh, that um that jay-z was in with uh magna carta magna carta holy <laughs>
1: this is magna carta wow. you know what i mean but you gotta understand that because
2: because even with magna carta you know i listened to that album quite often um and for at least a year or two and then um you know i listened, the first listen i was like okay i hear everything he's saying but it, it came off like that person who just got hip to some new shit that he just needs to let everybody know that he's hip to. Right, you know, and it's just like Roman and I'm just like you're, you're pushing your new culture, your newfound cultural knowledge, and it's it, the way that you're trying to push it is it's not going, it's not palatable to people, yeah. especially to people whether they are unfamiliar or they are familiar. Because I was very is, familiar with a lot of what he was talking about. This is
1: Jay buying art for the first time, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, you
2: know what I mean. And yeah. so, granted. There's a lot of good things that he's got that Nas got going on, you know what I mean, on on the on the business on the in the business world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think maybe he I don't know. I don't See,
0: Jay-Z's 48, Nas is 44. Um, maybe yeah. that four years makes a big difference, yeah. but I don't know. 444 four, four comes out and it's like, now here's a mature man that's like coming to grips with a lot of mistakes he's made, being honest about a lot. Nas didn't say one word right. yeah. about all these allegations yes. that he has. Been beating it, his wife well, right. well, well, and so, like
2: not a word. So that whole situation has been Olivia Poped because that's why you ain't heard nothing else from her about it. Think about it. You ain't heard nothing else from Khalees about this. That's been handled.
1: But and, musically, and, you, the argument can be made that life is good was his.
2: That, four, four, and, four. No, that was definitely that. And he I, didn't address this. He though. did not. He didn't no. address no. that. He did, no, no, he, he didn't talk about that. that predates he did, yeah. he, he definitely uh, he he didn't talk about that. But yeah. I think also, too, Nas has always been such an introspective person. Um, But Ye dodged
1: all that shit too With these albums Like he dodged a lot of the heat But uh, I mean His
0: heat and Nas' to me Are not even on equal ground I mean like Yeah yeah, I I was disappointed by that And it's funny Actually four years ago Just about four years ago Is
2: when Magna Carta came out So maybe there's something To that four year age gap (laughs) Look it might be You know you get closer To uh, middle age You know you go through another uh, You know you go through That midlife crisis And here we are Um, But um so, yeah, but like I said, you know, for me, Nasir was, was underwhelming, um, but, um, you know, like I said, maybe, uh, hopefully, Tiana Taylor will make up for that as far as all these good music releases go.
1: Well, let's ask you this, so, so Everything is Love, right, before you go into the album, right, mm-hmm. let's let's rewind this weekend, right, Nasir was supposed to drop midnight going into Friday, right? Yes, it, yes. It did it, mm-hmm. right, it dropped late at night, basically, on Friday evening, mm-hmm. botched rollout, mm-hmm. you know. And this has been a theme with a lot of these Kanye releases they're not releasing on time right? Mm-hmm. last minute fixes and stuff he stumbles out the gate with this release it's mm-hmm. a lot of hype kind of dies down because like where the hell is this album at next thing you know next day Saturday Jay and Beyonce drop a joint album in the middle of this Kanye set of releases is good music releases less than 24 hours after Nas releases what do you call it
2: so, so there's something else Jack and I were talking about earlier you know was it was this already planned, or did it happen because they just wanted to be petty? Right. You know what I mean. Were they planning to Were they planning to release something now, or just or something later? Did they push it up because right. they were like, "Oh fuck this, we gotta give people something"? And I'm thinking because um I read that you know the the tour sales uh, for On the Run two weren't what you would thought they thought you thought they would be. Yeah. So they needed something to get people to come out. Okay. And buy some tickets and come out to the shows. Right. You know what I mean
1: instead of another Beyonce slash Jay-Z. Right. Concert. And Jay just finished the tour. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's
2: just like and I was I was saying how like, you know, the Beehive, they gonna come out for Beyonce no matter what she does. Right. But are Jay Z fans gonna come out for a a, 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 a do a dual tour. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. To see and they might not really be all that into beyonce and it's right. the third and you know the, you know they also like look we just gave you 150 dollars for 444 right right what or, gon-
1: or traveled out to coachella to watch baby perform
2: exactly so yeah. this helps this aside from you know whether it was a, if them just being petty or whatever the case aside from that this this helps them on the tour mm-hmm. especially because now you know you're gonna get some new some new some new music um I think I think the album is incredible. Uh the production is incredible. Yeah, it's a good album. Really good album. I like the back and forth between them. Um they've definitely worked very well on more than just one song uh together. Um as we've heard them in the past. Um but um you know um yeah. what I was gonna say is that um I think that this one also is a result of just, you know, them really this is what happens when you really decide to make a, a marriage work yeah. on both on both sides right. um, regardless of what people may think of one or the other person right. um who's putting who up to what you know I don't know their lives um I don't know what their conversations are but um i I appreciate a lot of the black historical um references um, throughout the album mm-hmm. um as far as the video for ape Shit. Uh, I think that was an incredible video um great great art right there uh my only issue with that is that um on the um the viewer side um it 's a lot of just like a lot of people got a lot of issues with, we got a lot of issues with idol worship, and that bothers me. you know what I mean I seen one guy on Twitter. He's a um, I can't remember his name, but I know he he said that you know he's like a, a curatorial specialist at a museum, and he talked about how difficult it is, how it's near impossible to be able to shut down the Louvre, yeah, to get to for anything other than a normal tour day. So the fact that they did that is incredible. And then he ends his Twitter thread saying we are not worthy, and that's not the first time I've seen somebody say we are not worthy in response to what some people may consider artistic expression as a as a Herculean feat. Mm. You know, and you can acknowledge that it's impressive. I think it was like I said, it's impressive that yeah. you did that. But I don't I also think that if another person who is equally as creative in mind had the same access and resources, they could do the same oh, yeah. thing.
1: It would have been done before. So yeah.
2: I'm just saying we look celebrities don't determine our worth, we determine their worth. Right, you know That's they right. work for us, just yeah. like the government. They work for us. We put the politicians in in, in office. Right. You know what I mean? So why you it we are not worthy? Because are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Come on, man. What? Let me talk to you about your self-esteem and your, the way you perceive yourself, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like come duh, that that really bothered me. You know, so I'm not blaming Jay Z, Beyonce, or anybody, or Donald Glover, or any of these types of people where people make these types of statements in response to their artistic expression. Right. I'm just like. The idol worship. Chill out.
1: Yeah. What, what, what I do appreciate about the video, well, f- strictly for the album, just musically, like, I love Beyonce rapping on it. Whoever yes. Whoever was helping her put those bars together, you know what I'm saying? Like, the whole team, like, fire. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, and that's no shot at Beyonce. I think Beyonce is dope because she has dope people around her. Yeah. And that's her curation, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And only things that go through her, she'll, she'll sign off on what she wants to put out there. And I was just surprised by Jay because I was just concerned, like, nigga, if it's a joint album, then I feel like Jay wouldn't come one hundred percent with the bars. No, but he did. No, he absolutely did. And he did twenty four hours after Nas dropped his bars, and mm. it was kind of like, eh, I don't know, you know, kind of, kind of reaffirms my choice in terms of my favorite rapper. Mm-hmm. In terms of the music videos, like um, the shit video, the the Drake videos that have been dropping recently, the the, the Childish Gambino videos. It reminds me of the big budget era, yes. but much better. Mm-hmm. It's like more with less air. You know what I mean? Like it's not, not just throwing a shitload of money at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah, it's like well thought out thought out treatments.
2: Not as much flashing lights. Not as much flashing lights. <laughs> and just
1: random shit. You know, party yeah. stuff. And it's just like artistic merging in with the music. Oh, it's, well,
2: like- it's it's relevant to the time. I mean, you look at music videos. Um, you look at rap videos from the eighties, nineties. 2000s to now and it, it's definitely very emblematic of whatever the style trends are um, in the streets yeah. you know what I mean um, rap in the 80s while in its infancy it definitely the style the, the, the types of videos you saw you, you, you they were very emblematic of that you know I think of even a video like LL um, Cool J's "Jingling Baby that was a house mm. party you know what I mean that was just a house party I mean but everybody in but that was common that was still a very common thing. You know, people people would go to clubs, but not the club culture wasn't it, what it is today. Right. You know, you look at the 90s, you know. The '90s, by the way, is my least favorite era. In, um, and um, when it comes to like street fashion, it I hate it. I, I, Carl I, can I? I, I, I much love, <laughs> much love, and props to people like Carl Cani and Damon John and Fubu and all John, those guys yeah. and just what they were able to accomplish Fat on the, gr- on the grand, those grand those scale. Now that's Fat Farm, yeah, Fat, Fat Farm, Farm uh, Russell Simmons, yeah. um, and everyone else. But um, as far as just like the look of the '90s, I hated it. But anyway all those videos were representative of that. You know, you look at a guy like Puff, he issued in the Jiggy era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shiny and, suit shiny, era. And just like, that's also what brought in, ushered in like champagne. Right. You saw champagne way more. Yeah. You know, you talk to any old head and they'll tell you like, champagne came around, but it wasn't like expected. Right. You know what I mean? Um, So even in that product placement and just name dropping of different brands. So then 2000 to, to now, like I said, same thing. So I think where we are with, style um street style things like that people are going almost kind of going back to what they were doing in the 80s and just kind of like doing their own thing really trying to figure out and come up with their own creative um creative look yeah fashion
1: i'm starting to see like and i'm hearing from other people that i've been following around for a project is that it's getting a lot more hyper local it's coming Mm. back from away from the adidas the nikes and you know which Kind of kicked off the admin of the blog era once the blogs came in it kind of like made everything uniform, yeah, right, and kind of got rid of in local individuality, and now we're starting to see it come back, but at the same time mixed in with complete originality and individuality. Some yeah. people wear like you know these d- 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 locally based streetwear or some people just make their own shit, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like I got my own stuff now,
2: or even the return of just like bootlegging, you know what I mean, whether it's mm-hmm. um I would like now. Two things with bootlegging. So bootlegging in terms of, um, not talking about like wearing knockoff high end designers. I'm talking about people taking, um, designer labels and flipping the uh, the design. Yeah. To, and making it their own. You right, know. Yeah. So the the the. the another iteration of bootlegs you know what i mean so because even you used to have like the um the old bart simpson tees and the run joe tees and the mickey and minnie shirts and the um the heat press with the heat press and everything I'm um with
1: the madness jumps like that i mean it, it was everywhere it yeah.
2: wasn't just madness it was okay. this was a this in 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 cities between dc and new york city and maybe even elsewhere la chicago and the south you know i'm not sure but I would say wherever there was a large black population in urban in urban areas, you saw these types of t- shirts coming out with like spongebob and shit or like that was later that on was the Th- that
1: was a lot twenty nine that that
2: yeah. was yeah that was late much later I'm talking about eighties like i okay. had I had a miami mice crew neck
1: ah, you know what that's mean? Tight. I mean had I had a
2: All miami right. my mom bought me a Miami mice crew neck when I was like five yeah, you know what I yeah, mean so yeah, stuff yeah. like that so you're seeing that now too yeah. you know what I mean um People taking like, you know, the Chanel logo and flipping that. The champion you know, logo, I've seen Supreme, you are seeing
1: the Supreme logo. Hey, shout out to OGK who just dropped that Venmo with the MoE oh, I, shirt. I think that was fire. Oh, I, I missed that. I yeah, missed that. Um that's dope.
2: I know he got the uh the uh the uh what is it, the Killmo. Uh, the Killmo, he got he got with the, the, with the with the with the new balance.
1: The new balance Yeah, with the yeah, new yeah. balance, yeah. So you're seeing stuff like that, so I yeah. think that's
2: dope. Um which I wanna I'm to end on this. Um so I started watching this show on FX called Pose. And real real quick, um, for those who don't know, a lot of culture, a lot of just like urban culture and whatnot, um, a lot of street culture is influenced by black people and gays. Like it always has been a lot of the the slang you use these days, you picked it up, you know, a lot of it you picked up from black people, you picked it up from gay people. Um, Yeah, that's true. fact. And so, you know, and so I'm getting ready to spill the tea on that. (laughs) <laughs> um, so spill away. So boom. So show called Pose. It is set in 1980s New York, and this is on FX. This right? is on FX. Saturday night stuff. Good content. Um, set in 1980s New York. It's about the um, the, the the gay ball culture and gay house scene um, of that time, and just some quick backstory on that. So um, the ball, gay ball culture and house scene, uh, was created um, initially initially um, in the, during the Harlem Renaissance. Um, In Harlem Um, There's a lot of figures Uh, One that comes to mind Is a a Gladys Bentley um, Who was like One of the first Most famous Trans people uh, But um, Well most historical Uh, But anyway um, This scene was created Because I'm at the time Of course you're you're talking About the 20s The 30s um, Being gay Especially being black and gay Wasn't really uh, The thing to do So they created Their own spaces to be themselves and em- emulate high culture, the high culture that they w- they had been um, pushed out of and um, block- and, and banned from um, through these um, these different balls. And people would just dress in all types of opulence and things like that and get really creative with their looks. So that stuck um, and then eventually included um, not just um, the black community, but the, um, the Latin community of New York, um, Puerto Rican, Dominican, um, those groups. And so years later, um, you have houses and they the houses as you see if you watch this show um it's about um you know the houses they would be named after different um either supermodels or high-end fashion lines like you know you got a house of balenciaga which i know two people who are in the house of balenciaga you got the house of ninja which was started by um i think it was started by willy ninja don't quote me um (laughs) don't and don't come for me even if i'm wrong with that but willy ninja was definitely a big figure as a part of the house of ninja and one of the um the best guys to do um to 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 create to help usher in the, the whole style of dance called voguing. Yeah, you know um,
1: iconic shit.
2: So ball culture and the house scene has definitely influenced uh, mainstream culture. If you heard Madonna's Vogue. Yep. That's where she got it from. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to go to balls and just watch and observe. So that's why the, the dancers, a lot of those dancers were in the houses, were um, yes. Were going to balls. And they were, they were winning these awards and, and winning these trophies for walking these different categories for face and realness and things like that. Um, you, if you ever listen to an Azealia Banks song, she's always chanting. Chanting is basically what um, is done when you are at a ball and the, the MC is on and he's he or she is MCing, and in that same type of um cadence, cadence that azalia banks has so that's what's called chain as the person is walking down walking down the aisle you know making sure that they're you know doing their their peacocking mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> you know what i mean um even very recently um kanye west i um, was just about to say you could you could pick it up you you'll hear it in fade you yeah. also hear it on uh, Kids See Ghost. and I was yeah, listen to that. I was just
0: about to show you because yeah. there's some conversation going on in that community yeah. about yeah. about it because the, the Twitter article. Yes. You know? yeah. Oh, I missed that. Burrell the Great. Um, this is Birrell the Great. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: Versus. I, like, I, I can feel the love. Yeah. Yes,
0: yes.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: No credit. No yeah. check. No nothing.
1: I heard that's on a couple songs off that Kid See Ghosts album that people are accusing them of.
0: And um, so Vaughn Allure, I don't know if y'all know Vaughn Allure. Vaughn Allure is DC based for the House of Allure. Yes. The first person to kind of pioneer the ha crash sound in these ballroom beats. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Vaughn actually does a show here on full service. He's a friend and he got hit up by the Kanye people for stems from one of his songs. Went to New York, yada, yada hasn't heard anything back and then this comes out and we're all kind of
1: like wow "Mm." that's crazy i saw on twitter today tony kill dc artist right like kylie kylie jenner put out like this ad with this company Mm -hmm. using tony kills production and he's not getting credited for it or anything like that.
2: I can believe that. I, I can I believe all of that. Yeah, you not to what
0: jump I mean? in and in trouble you were saying. No, no, I mean, no, no. no I'm, I'm, is, I'm glad you I'm glad gold. you provided
2: no. that sample, you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Um, because again, and that, that what you just heard goes along with, with the chanting that I was just talking about. So this show is great. Now, look, um, a lot of people back in the day, and this is before I even transitioned to anything, had tried to recruit me to be in houses. For me, I never saw the benefit for me specifically as being a part of a house, um, but the benefit that houses that these houses provide for a lot of um, youth in the LGBTQ community is um, a sense of community, a family. You know what I mean? A lot of these, a lot of these youth have been uh, disowned by their family because they came out. A lot of them um, um, came out as gay or um, any one of the, um, the identities under that LGBTQ umbrella, and um, they needed they needed a family, and it also allowed them to help build their confidence um and just have a sense of pride not only in this their, themselves but also see that they might have a talent for something now without while talking about the good there is some bad um there is some bad with that um you know some some thieving and things like that going and you see all that in in on the show pose um it's very, very it's very accurate. It's historically accurate and it's very accurate with regards to just like the, the socioeconomic conditions that are experienced by a lot of a lot of youth, a lot of people who are part of the ball culture and the ball scene and in, in, in these houses. So for me, I always I've always been a fan of ball culture. You know, Vogan I think is dope. Um you got the old way Vogan, the new way, Vogan, all these different things and um I'm just happy that a show like this exists. So if you haven't seen it, um, you're curious. You'll learn a lot. Like I said, a lot of the stuff that you are a fan of today in street culture comes from that. So take take a look at it. Get hip. They already they did three uh, episode three last night. Pose on FX. That's all I got.
1: That's real. <laughs> I, I'm just going to throw in. Look, Baltimore got The Wire. New Orleans got Tremé. When is DC going to have something that at least can, you touch on the '80s with Go Go, the air crack air, like that's fucking gold? If somebody was able to um, intelligently pull something like that off,
2: they might have something. Um, uh, shout out to a um, uh, brother named Big Hand. Um, I'm familiar. He yeah. um, he has a show called Transitions, but I think he wants to do something bigger. Um, more polished, more more nuanced that, yeah. that that will be on par with something like Treme or The Wire uh, yeah. or something like that that highlights the subculture of DC in some way, shape, or form. Shit, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and then there could be other, could be other directors and, and film producers as well advocated for the same thing, that type of backing. Right. You know what I mean? So it's gonna come. It's gonna come. You know, I think about this all the time. Just look at somebody like Big G from Backyard. You yeah. know what I mean? He's an actor. You know, he could also be advocating for the same thing, you know. And
1: Tony Lewis, you know, has put out a book. You know, all of that. So Been torn.
2: So we'll see. We'll see. But um, thank you all. I know I said that um, we were going to be talking about DC nightlife, which we can do another time because I could talk about nightlife in general for forever. Yeah. Um, but... um. You know, this is the shit happens episode, so we made it happen. So thank y'all <laughs> for listening. Yeah. Thank you, Jack, for chiming in and providing your your input.
1: I was worth a small talk. This is what we do off the mic anyway, so you know. Exactly. You get to, you yeah, get to hear in all what we talk about. So yeah. All
2: right, All right, y'all, bad. that's a wrap.
1: All right, peace.